Hey friends, welcome to the first ever Crossroads Youth Ministry Podcast. So excited to be here with you. I'm here with Ray Jett. Hey, what's up? She and I are sitting in the youth room getting ready to uh, to talk with you a little bit about the talk that you missed at Crossroads this week. That's what we hope the Crossroads Youth Ministry Podcast is going to be, just a recap of the talk uh, and some a quick little encouragement from Ray and I at the beginning. Yeah, so if you weren't around last night or you didn't get to tune in online, Spencer talked to us a little bit about the story of the gospel, a really zoomed out zoomed out version of what's happening and he's and he started with the beginning of the story and so Spencer do you just want to talk about that just a little bit give a little intro to what you talked about yeah you bet and we're going to play that whole talk here in a moment but uh just talking about a good story has incredible power good story is compelling right and so a good story has three main features a setup a conflict and a resolution and so this past Sunday we looked at the setup of our story uh God's original design is sort of the setup and talked about Adam and Eve in the garden. And yeah, I uh, had just been polyurethaning a floor before I came to Crossroads. And so my head was swimming a little bit with fumes. <laughs> and so as I listened, I haven't listened back to it, but I uh, I wondered, did it make any sense? Was I just confusing? I thought it made sense. I was sitting in the back and I was like nodding along. Good. I was tracking. All yeah. right. It sounded good. If you, if you did miss it, Make sure you tune into the rest of this podcast because it was a really good talk and just talking about stories. And as we kind of go through this series, the idea is that you would start to think about your story as well. What is your story from death to life, from meeting Jesus to before knowing Jesus to if you haven't met Jesus before, what could that look like in your life? And we just want to take time to celebrate stories. Everybody has a story, whether you think you do or not. And so... We are just excited to be diving into that. Next week, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the conflict and uh, how the resolution kind of came about, why we have to have a resolution. And so make sure you tune in next week for that. Join us live in person on Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. at St. Paul's Presbyterian Church. We'd love to have you with us. Uh, Just a time to be together and play some games and talk about Jesus. So... That is going to be uh, coming up next week. Yeah, that's right. Excited about that. Super fun to have everybody together last Sunday night. Hope you were able to be a part of that. Hey, uh, one of the other things that we're excited about is we've got some retreat announcements coming next week. And so we're going to have some more information to share with you. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast and uh, we'll wrap up and uh, share some info with you. So here's the talk from Sunday night. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Oh man, it's good to be back with you. Hey, um, as we're getting ready to, you know, to to kick Sunday night off, one of the things that I was worried about, uh, we were talking, uh, we got our kind of our leadership team together, and we were talking about how to how do we restart well. And I hope you got your postcard in the mail with a little note on it. Did you? Give me a head nod. Yeah, a few of you. Okay, good, good. Hope you got your postcard in the mail. And most importantly, I hope you know that we've been praying for you, uh, specifically for you, because uh, we care about you. Uh, but one of the things that I was worried about was that you would feel like, hey, it's been so long, I don't think that I could go back there and feel comfortable. It's been so long, I don't think that I would be really welcome to return. They, they haven't seen me all winter. I, I'm not a skier. Uh, I don't love the out, outdoor stuff. Not, I don't do the sled riding thing too cold. I, uh, you know, not on the leadership team. And, and that does not disqualify you from being a part of this community. And so I'm so glad to see you back here. And for those of you joining online, I'm so glad that you're joining us online. And, and uh, we hope for that time when we can all be back in here together. 
But as we were getting ready, I was thinking, what, what would be a good thing for us to talk about that might kind of carry us through, that might kind of carry us through to the end of the year? And that's kind of the goal. We're, we're, we're doing a series that's going to carry us through to the end of the school year, essentially. And that series is called Story. And I want to tell you some interesting stories as we do it. So one of the things that's just true about life is that a compelling story has power. A compelling story has power. And so one of the things I did when I was getting ready, I looked up the highest grossing films in, the, in the, you know, all of history, the, the, the top 10 highest earning movies in all of history. I'm going to read them to you quickly. Uh, the first one was Avengers Endgame that made uh, 2.8 billion with a B dollars. Crazy, right? Any, how many of you guys seen that movie? I have not. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, number two is Avatar. Number three is the Titanic. Number four is Star Wars. Number five is Avengers again, Infinity War. Number six, Jurassic World. Number seven, The Lion King. Number eight, The Avengers again. Uh, I guess just the first one. Not a big Avengers guy. I don't know all the details. Uh, Furious 7, the last, I think the last movie in the Fast and Furious uh, series. And then Frozen 2 is number 10. All of these movies have made over $1.5 billion. The exception of Frozen, which made $1.45 billion with a B. That's crazy, right? And I was thinking about it. What, what about these movies has been so powerful? What about these movies managed to skyrocket them into the billions of dollars when they hit the movie theater. And as I was reading about Avatar especially, one of the things that I, that I thought I would read was that Avatar was one of the first 3D movies. I don't know if any of you guys ever seen a 3D, 3D movie in the movie theater. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of a fad for a while. Don't know if it's still a fad. I mean, people don't go to movie theaters right now. But it was one of the first 3D movies and it had a ton of CGI stuff. But they didn't hi highlight that as one of the reasons why it's like top, why it's number two on the top 10 list. The reason they highlight it being number two on the top 10 list is about the story, is because of the story that it tells. Any of you guys seen Avatar in here? Yeah. Avatar is the story of finding home, finding your family, finding your people. It's not about a 3D movie. It's not about incredible CGI. It's a story that goes for everybody. That's a story that can apply to everybody. It's about finding your place ultimately at the end of the day. And that's a story that's got power because we can all relate to feeling like we don't fit. We can all relate to feeling like we don't know where our home is. We can all relate to feeling like we don't know who we are, right? Same thing with Avengers. And in fact, if you think about all the movies on this list, there are a bunch of them. Most of them are part of a bigger series. So the Avengers is part of a series. Star Wars, part of a series. Jurassic World, part of a series. Uh, Fast and Furious, Frozen, part of a series. People want to go watch these movies because they saw the last one. They're expecting the next chapter in the story. People are interested in the story. Story's got power. But the, the ones that are noticeable... Uh, that noticeably break the mold, Avatar, Titanic, incredibly powerful story because it actually happened, right? We're watching what goes down on the Titanic, bad pun, uh, what goes down on the Titanic because it was real. It was real. It actually happened. And I bet in elementary school, you studied the story of the Titanic. You read a book about the Titanic. I remember when I was in elementary school, everybody sort of went through a Titanic phase. Did you do that? Where you like read all the books about the Titanic? I think the elementary school libraries have more books on the Titanic than anything else. It's an incredible story, but it's got power. 
Good story has power. I got three other examples. Constellations. When uh, before there was TV, before there was electricity, people would lay out under the stars and they'd look for shapes in the stars and they'd find these constellations and they'd create these incredible mythologies around them, these incredible stories around them. Some of them are warriors. Some of them are, were gods. Some of them had these incredible battles that they won. But people would sit around and they would share these stories and these stories tied them together. They passed them down from generation to generation and the stories tied them together as people. Native American tribes, most of their history is not written down anywhere. Most of their history is passed down by the old people telling the young people the stories of the people. The stories of their people are what tie them together. And so there's a big concern in the Native American community as those elders die off that these, this history isn't going to keep moving because people aren't around to tell the stories and pass the stories and those old rituals are starting to fall away. And unfortunately, story has a negative side as well. And we saw that at the, in World War II, Hitler took a story that was based on a lie that Germany's economic struggle was because of the Jewish person, and he used it to exact incredible evil on the world. Story has power, and you can use it for good. It can tie people together. It can make movie executives buckets of money, or it can result in people doing crazy, crazy things when you tell a compelling story. So there's three elements of story that I want to talk about, and then we're going to get into our story and tell you where we're going with this whole series. Um, but there are three elements of story that you need to know about. It's, it's the setup is, is phase number one, setup, the conflict, and the resolution. So Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. There's the setup. Jack fell down and broke his crown, the conflict. And Jill went fum stumbling, fumbling after help. <laughs> That's the resolution. Jill goes down too, right? So setup, conflict, and resolution. Our story is powerful, not just because it matches up with that theme. There's a setup, a conflict, and a resolution. Our story's powerful because it's true, and our story's powerful because it changes people's lives. As people have come to be Christians, as people have come to know the story of what it means to be a Christian, the story of God's plan for their life, they have been willing to die for their faith. People have been willing to die for their faith, not just because this is a compelling story, but because this story is true. This story has power because it's true and has the ability to change people's lives. In fact, I was looking up some stats. Over the last 2,000 years, they estimate that about 70 million Christians have been killed because of their beliefs. Let's say that again. 70 million Christians have been killed because of their, their faith over the last 2,000 years. This one's even crazier, though. Over the last 10 years, just 10 years, so 2010 to 2020, all the while you've been alive, 900,000 Christians have been killed for their faith. It's estimated numbers, but 900,000 in the, just the last 10 years. Can you imagine if you were facing even the penalty of death for your faith? It's gotta be more than just a compelling story that we'd go to the movie theater and pay for. It's gotta be more than just a compelling story that would motivate us to join a political party. It's gotta be more than just a compelling story that ties our family history together. It does all that and more. It changes our hearts and it changes our lives. So this Sunday, next Sunday, and the Sunday after, we're gonna go through that. 
Tonight, I want to talk to you about setup. What's the setup of this story? We're going to take the Bible and we're going to zoom out to 30,000 feet and we're going to look at the whole story. There's thousands of little stories within the Bible. We're going to look at the whole big picture because I think it's important for us to know what the Bible is about. What's the big picture of God's word? What's the big picture of God's plan? Then next week, Ray's going to talk about the conflict. Where's the tension in our story? And then I'll come back and tell you about the resolution. I'm going to tell you about Jesus at the end. But we're going to zoom out and take a look at this story of Christianity. And then after we've had a chance to do that, we're going to hear from a few uh, friends of ours who are going to share their story of how they came to know Jesus and how he's changed their lives. So it's going to take us through the end of the year, I believe. I'm really excited about digging into that with you. So set up. Genesis chapter 1. We're not going to read all of Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to give you a little bit of a sample that follows the whole, the whole rest of Genesis chapter 1 sort of follows this structure. So I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void. The darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. That goes on for six different days, and then another seventh day changes. That same structure happens for six days, and on the seventh day, God rests. Set up for our story number one. God set a rhythm from the very beginning that we still live in every single day. Day and night is part of the rhythm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is part of the rhythm. Six days of work, one day of rest. Bajillions of years ago, whenever the earth was formed, God started that rhythm, and that rhythm still applies today. Not only is our story powerful, but our story is true. We're going to dig into each day here, but before I do that, I've got a video that I want to show you, and I want to make a point about it. So let's throw that up quickly. Okay, so why show you that? I cut that out of a snowboard movie. That movie's like 40 minutes long. I cut that out of a snowboard movie because the entire movie is that. People doing bonkers stuff, jumping off of mountains, jumping off cliffs, flipping in the air, beautiful cinematography, incredibly well shot. But I never made it through that snowboard movie because there's no story. I'm just watching people do crazy stuff, which is cool, but after a while I'm like, yeah, it's upside down. You know, like after a while, you lost me because you're not telling me a story. There's no setup, conflict, and resolution. I'm not engaged because I'm just watching some dude go upside down and probably break his back someday. This book that we're reading here has a conflict, has a setup, has a resolution, has a purpose. Day one, light 
separating darkness from light day and night. Day two, God creates the heavens. Day three, God creates land and plants. Day four, the stars, the sun and the moon. Day five, fish and birds. Day six, land, animals and livestock and you. Day seven, he rests. We were made as perfect creatures who needed nothing else. We were made as perfect creatures who had everything we could possibly ever want in a garden. We were made as creatures who walked beside God every single day. We were made to be creatures who had access to God every moment of every day. We were made to be creatures who live with somebody else, who do life alongside of somebody. And we were made to never have to go feed ourselves. We were made to never have to go clothe ourselves. We were made to never have to worry about money. We were made to never have to argue with one another. We were made to live in peace. And so the setup of this story is so incredibly important because the setup of this story answers the biggest questions of our lives. What am I here for? You are here to be in relationship with God and in relationship with other people. God put Adam and Eve in the garden and they walked with each other and they walked with their God. That's what you're made to do. What is this life about? It's about being with God in perfection. So why does it feel so unsettled? Why does it feel so broken? That's the conflict. That's when sin enters the story. Same thing. What happens when we die? We go be with God in perfect harmony. It answers all of our big, big questions in life. Next week, Ray's going to dig into what it means to fall, what it means for human beings to have chosen sin, human beings to have turned away from God, human beings to have walked out and started the craziest story that's ever been told. And we're going to keep on telling the story of the Bible zoomed way back so that we could understand it and that therefore we can start working on your story. How is God changing your heart? What's God at work doing right now in your every day? And that's what I want to challenge you with as we end tonight. The setup of our story is perfection. We don't live in that perfection, but God is still present. How are you seeking God each day? How are you seeking out friendships that honor God each day? And how are we allowing God to change our life and to change our story and to form our story so that he will be glorified in it? I wanna pray for us and then we've got another song to sing together. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for just an opportunity to be together tonight to think about the power of telling a compelling story. Lord, we want to know what happens in the next chapter of the Avengers. We want to know what's up with the Lord of the Rings, chapter 967. We want to know what happens in Harry Potter 12. We want to know what happens in Frozen 3 whenever it comes out. We are invested in these powerful stories because they're powerful, because they have an incredible setup, a really, really desperate conflict and an incredible resolution. Oh God, would you build our interest in your story? Would you build our interest in what you're at work doing, even in our midst right now? What is up with the global pandemic and how can you be a part of it? Well, you are, we know that. Give us eyes to see you at work. What could you possibly be doing with me having a hard time at school, getting terrible grades, <laughs> struggling, struggling when I'm online? Oh, we know you're in it. We know you're a part of this. this. This is gonna be part of our story that we tell our kids someday, story that we tell our friends someday. Lord, we know that you're digging into our story. We know you're forming our story and we pray you would just keep on giving us eyes to see you at work, that you would fill us up with the sort of interest in what you're doing, 
and the interest in who you are that we have for the next Harry Potter movie, that we have for the next Avengers movie, that we have for the next superhero movie, that we have for the next thing that's coming out, that we would be fundamentally changed as a result. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so tonight we're not doing small groups. We hope to be kicking those off in about two Sundays. We're working on kind of getting everything together, getting leaders back and, and, and rolling. But for tonight, we're going we're gonna to wrap up with two more quick songs. And uh, we'll pray together. And then the gym's going to be open back up. You can go play some knockout, play some nine square. And we'll hang out together until our time's up. So let's stand up and close out with a song or two. What a powerful word about stories and just how a story is so meaningful. And if you want someone to remember something, you tell them a story. And and that is what we're about. We're about people's stories. We're about people. We're about being for Jesus. And I'm just excited to hear some of your stories. I hope that one day we'll get to share all of them and hear all of them. But for now, we'll just get to tune in next week and hear a little bit about the conflict of the story. Yeah, that's right. Looking forward to hearing from Ray next week. And we'll be back with the Crossroads podcast next week uh, with Ray's talk. And I can't wait to break that down with you. Um, In the meantime, we are this week, we're getting approved our our ideas for retreats. And so I just want to give you a little bit of a, a sketch of what that could look like. We're hoping to take our junior high friends to a water park this spring, looking at a time in April. We'll have dates for soon uh our teen or our, our high school folks were looking at a, t- a a weekend at teen quest i don't know if you've ever heard of that it's out towards rockwood uh they've got some sweet stuff climbing walls trampolines all that stuff four wheelers four wheelers paintball that doesn't sound Honestly, safe at all anything you could think of and four wheelers only cost six dollars apparently that's so wild you're gonna want to be on this trip can't afford not to do that you can't afford not to yeah, and then we're working on some fun, fun summer plans. Not ready to share all of that with you yet, but uh, you sure sure don't want to miss out on that. Hey, thanks for listening. Hope that this has been interesting. Hope that it's been encouraging to you. Know that uh, right as soon as we we wrap up this recording, Ray and I t- are going to take a moment and pray for you. Uh, so know that you're being covered with prayer this week, uh, and we can't wait to see you on Sunday night. Hey, if you missed us this last Sunday night, uh, know that you're welcome every time, anytime. Uh, we'd love to see you. We missed you. And uh, we're excited to be back. Have a great week. Bye.